Find the Cost of Freedom. One, this is Jamie Lee. We just finished an episode on Vietnam, and it got me to thinking about another tragedy during that time period 52 years ago. This is the story about the Kent State tragedy. Few know the full story of the tragic shootings at Kent State because of inaccurate media reports and the protracted legal proceedings against the National Guardsmen involved. During a demonstration at Kent State University on May 4, 1970, members of the Ohio National Guard shot and killed four students and wounded nine others. To fully understand the reasons behind the tragedy, it is crucial to know the historical context. Located in Northeast Ohio, Kent State was one of several universities organizing and protesting against President Richard Nixon's expansion of the Vietnam War. Nixon had been elected in 1968, partly on the promise that he would end the war. In early 1969, Nixon took a few steps to decrease U.S. involvement. But on April 30, 1970, he approved a massive military operation in Cambodia. Anti-war protests were planned on many college campuses, and this angered Nixon, who referred to the protesters as bums. On May 1st, an anti-war rally was held at Kent State. Many young people created a disturbance in downtown Kent that night, committing acts of vandalism and frightening citizens. Business owners blamed students, but witnesses observed that outsiders, including a motorcycle gang and other non-students, were among those making trouble. Police used tear gas to disperse the crowd, and Mayor Leroy Stanton declared a state of emergency. This allowed Ohio State Governor James Rhodes to approve a request for the National Guard. On May 2nd, the ROTC building went up in flames. Although the arsonists were never identified, the press and townspeople blamed the protesters. Demonstrators openly confronted police and slashed the hoses of the firefighters who came to extinguish the flames. Guardsmen were stationed all over campus on May 3rd, 
and everything remained relatively quiet until Governor Rhodes held a press conference. He warned that he would use force to stop the demonstrators, comparing them to fascists, vigilantes, and communists. New clashes between the protesters and law enforcement broke the calm with more rocks and tear gas. On May 4th, the university attempted to ban the rally, but by noon a crowd of 1,500 people had gathered. Students believed they had a right to hold a rally, and the presence of the guardsmen fostered resentment. About 100 young, inexperienced National Guardsmen stood on the edge of the commons when General Robert Canterbury ordered the demonstrators to disperse. Police and guardsmen drove across the commons to push the crowd out of the way. One particular group of National Guardsmen, their bayonets fixed, followed some students to the top of Blanket Hill, where those students dispersed. Then about a dozen guardsmen turned around and shot down the hill in the direction of the other demonstrators and students. Some fired in the air and at the ground, while others shot directly into the crowd. More than 60 shots were fired, killing four students and wounding nine. Those killed were Allison Krauss, Jeffrey Miller, Sandra Schur, and William Schrader. Two of the dead were not even part of the protest. Sandra Schur was merely walking to class, and Schrader, an ROTC student, was simply a bystander. The guardsmen retreated to the commons, where angry students confronted them. A handful of faculty members and student leaders disfused the situation. The school was closed, and students were ordered to leave campus. The shootings galvanized 4.3 million participants to protest the war on 500 college campuses around the country. State and federal investigators were launched, with criminal and civil charges brought against some of the guardsmen. In 1970, President Nixon's own commission on campus unrest concluded that the Indiscriminate firing of rifles into a crowd of students and the deaths that followed were unnecessary, unwarranted, and inexcusable. However, none of the guards were convicted or punished, partly due to interference from Governor Rhodes. Character assassinations of the dead and wounded students followed, which were spread to the press and circulated among top officials in Washington with FBI Director J. Edgar Hoover calling one of the victims nothing more than a whore. The jury, in a 1975 civil trial, ruled that none of the guardsmen were legally responsible for the deaths and injuries. But the judge ordered a new trial when it was discovered that one of the jurors had been threatened. All legal action around the Kent State shootings ended in January 1979 with a 675,000 settlement for the victims. The National Guard signed a statement of regrets, but emphasized the fact that it was not an apology. The memory of the four students continues to endure far beyond the Ohio border. Like many tragedies, this should have never happened. They were college students 
trying to fit into America's society. In 1990, a granite memorial was dedicated on the campus. It is surrounded by a field of daffodils, one for every American killed in Vietnam. Crowds gather at the spot every May 4th to remember the victims of the Kent State tragedy. (laughs) 